Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Jukebox Jam Session. Uh, I believe this is episode number 10 or 11. I um, Let's see here. Jim was seven. So, so, so yeah, uh, you were number 10, Malcolm. I believe you were the 10th person. Uh, so, Malcolm uh, Lay is my guest today. Malcolm, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, just coming to sort of talk about musical taste and... Um, so, I mean, I, I've been one of those ones that's been eclectic taste and everything, really, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, for those who have never listened before, how the show works is I give every guest uh, the same 15 questions for the most part, um, and then they give me their answers, and I listen to um, anything that I haven't listened to before. Uh, I didn't have listen to a whole lot for this list, but it, it, it's good. Uh, so, uh, there's some uh, there's some things on here that I'm excited to talk about, but before I get into the actual list of questions, I always like to ask this one beforehand. Uh, what is it about music that, uh, that sort of keeps you coming back? Um, I mean, like, Music is just one of those ones that, like, especially if I'm writing, working on questions stuff, um, I don't always want to have a movie on in the background that I have to keep looking away. It's like, it's just some, one of those things I can just listen to, just sort of, um, just keep in my head while I'm working on stuff around the house that means I don't need to constantly look at the uh, screen or something just to find out what's happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. Um, if I'm having like work around the house or if I'm like or if I'm like writing questions or doing something here, it's I'm always have Spotify on and it's just like I'll usually listen to an album and then sort of let Spotify carry me away. Like I was doing that this morning. I was listening to a certain song and then it just took me through like that entire entire subgenre pretty well. Um, but it was nice. All right, so let's move on then first to question number one. Uh, who is your favorite artist? Um, my favorite artist is um, easily Katy Perry. Um, she's just one of those ones that um, I did when I first heard of her. I didn't know if I'd um, attach to her so much, but it's like uh, as soon as I listened to her first album, I just um, started listening to more and just um, just really getting into her music. And I think her music is does sum up the kind of stuff I like listening to because it's just nice, soft, and, like, popish music. Yeah. Um, I think for Katy, for Katy Perry, for me, she sort of got popular around, the, like, the right time. I think for her, like, her core demographic, um, I really got into, like, her first breakout hit. I think, well, sorry, I guess her first breakout hit, um, I Kissed a Girl, which I think is actually her second. She might have had, like, one that came up beforehand. Um, but that came out in, like, junior high for me. Um, and, like, I think, like, her her breakout single, I Kissed a Girl, is probably, like, the most, like, provocative, I guess. She really tones down her lyrics. I find the more her career really, really, goes, really goes on. Um, but, yeah, she's just been, like, when, like, when I was giving her a real listen this morning... She's essentially the share of our generation, like where, like essentially what Cher was doing in the '90s. Katie's doing a lot in the 2010s, um, and has been sort of a mainstay in terms of like pop or like bubblegum pop, or however you would describe her, um, um, for the for the for this decade for sure. Yeah, de definitely. Um, and I mean, it's one of those ones like, um, if you told me sort of um, when I first started listening, to she had background and, um with her family being Christian. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would not have believed you because 
but now that her music has sort of got on and evolved, it's that Christian vibe is actually coming out a bit more now. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. Um, like whenever, because I remember there was like a, I forgot it was like behind the music or there was something or something about here. But they, but they were like, yeah, like yeah, she started doing like these like Catholic retreats or whatever, and like it was like a very a very acoustic setting. Um, something that she would sort of dabble in a little a little bit later. But I do like now, especially how her career has progressed. That you have these like really like anthemic songs, and they're very like powerful and positive you have like roar and like i think firework is one of the is one of the anthems really of uh, of of the decade um but yeah let's move on to question number two probably my second favorite question on the list uh who is your favorite band um my favorite band has always been the beatles um it's just it's one of those ones that i've kind of grown up listening to um through my parents and all that was ever always listened to um the Beatles are just one of those ones that I've like every t- time I go back to like their songs are just instantly recognizable and all that. Like, um, and I like I do know a lot of their ones that are probably lesser known, um, in the community, um, as well. So, yeah, yeah, um, for me personally, like, well, actually, first of all, this is the first time the Beatles have come up, like, as a band on the li- on, on the lists. Um, I know there's been a couple times where, uh, where like, individual songs, but it's actually the first time that Beatles, like, as a whole, because you can't really, like, describe them as, like, one, like, one solid thing. They sort of have different eras, and I find with Beatle fans, like, even in our community alone, there's people who love them for different, different aspects. Like, you go to, like, Luca. I know Luca is a very big fan of, like, Revolver, and I know that like Jeremy Adams, I think he's I think he's a big fan of like Rubber Soul and like Health or it might be even like Let That Be and like the and like the White Album. Myself personally, I'm a massive fan of Trash Pepper's Only Hearts Club Club Band. I consider that like top five albums of um ever. And that's where they sort of get into the wacky side and you get into like the Magical Mystery Tour. But that's what I like, especially like whenever they start or there with like um like their cover of like twist shows and like saw her standing there and um i would even put day tripper in those in those in that era of like sort of like essentially what chuck berry and Richard started in the 50s is like where that started just to get over to the uk and then it was like all right well let's sort of do a rip off of that and then that's where they started and they do like these super experiment experimental things like um you look at like norwegian wood off off forever soul super trippy song and like strawberry fields forever and like i i know it's one of your favorite songs but i think octopus garden i believe it's your favorite or yellow submarine yeah, Octopus Garden is one that I've gone back to a few times to listen to. Um, but it, it's like um, I also like A Hard Day's Night and Help are probably two of my big favorite ones. Um, yeah. What would you say is your favorite Beatles album? Um, my favorite Beatles album is probably going to be um, Abbey Road. Um, it's got a, a I mean, just for some reason, it's got a lot of the um, classic songs on there, and just it's just um, the first one that um, I actually listened to that actually got me into the Beatles too. So it's always okay. going to be my favorite. 
Yeah, I was surprised at how late I got into the Beatles in my career. I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before, um, but I first got into Beatles uh, whenever their Rock Band game came out, which would have been like grade eight or grade nine. I used to be like a weird kid and used to think that Beatles were like super overrated just because everybody talked about them, and then I actually listened to them, and I'm like, okay, these are uh, these guys are really really good, um, and I got to sort of like explore them at like throughout the ages. Um, but yeah, Beatles are just—they're—they're they're iconic for a reason. They're considered one of the greatest bands ever, just because of how diverse they are. Um, but let's move on then to question number three: uh, Who is your favorite genre artist? Yeah, um, this is one that I did find tricky when I first proposed, but um, but for me, um, I—I'm not a big country person, but for me, country is. That um the one country artist I do like and listen to very regularly is Johnny Cash. Um, he he's just one of those um country singers which um has that kind of voice that doesn't sound like a traditional country artist per se, but it's it's different enough that it it's, can be really interesting as well. Absolutely, I think Johnny Cash takes a more serious look in, in country and really like the undertones of what a lot of country songs are about i think there was a study actually put out within like the last last decade or so within the last decade what they said like one of the more like the people of actually no i'm not going to get into that topic topic because it's really dark i really don't want to discuss, discuss it on a podcast but anyways essentially long story is that country music can be can be like low-key very depressing um but I think Johnny Cash takes like the best aspects out of that. Um, I agree with you. Where a lot of artists, especially like getting on and like especially like sort of like those hoedown days where they like they really had like that twang and like that and like that draw. And Johnny's like, I'm just gonna tell you stories. Um, and he does really good jobs of that. Uh, a boy named Sue would probably be my favorite um, of of his songs. But then you have like. False Prison Blues, Ring of Fire, which is originally a June Carter song, um, and uh, then what else do you have? I'm blanking on all the songs. Um, and then you have Hurt, um, of, I guess uh, originally an Iron Nail song, and then you covered it so well that they're like, nope, this is yours. This is no longer a cover of our song. This is yours. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, Johnny Cash, um, it's, it's one of those ones, like, I Walk the Lines, probably one of my favorite songs um, from his He's one of those ones that when I heard that they were doing the biopic of his life, I thought, who are you going to get to impersonate him? Because his music is so hard, hard to imitate. But Yucking Things did do a great job of it. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Walking Phoenix in that aspect was a great casting in terms of like, because you look at like, Johnny Cash had really had really trouble well not a troubling childhood, but he had but he had to try to prevent with his brother brother passing away and then with him sort of dealing with the dealing with this battle of battle of drugs and like his relationship with June. Um and I think Joaquin was a great was a great example just because I think there's a lot of similarities into like into how their how their how their lives have sort of intermingled, I guess. Um and just weird coincidences or whatever. Um but yeah, I've I've said on this on the show before in terms of like Country is not really my jam. Um, there are five people that I would consider like top tier uh, country artists. Johnny Cash is, is, is one of them. Um, but yeah, let's move on then to question number four. Uh, what is your favorite album? 
Uh, my favourite album is um, going back to Katy Perry again. Is Teenage Dream. Um, this is the probably the first album which I actually listened to of hers, but it's one of those ones that um, when I listen to it, it's it's what it's what sort of got me into her, and it's one of those ones like it's got a lot of great songs on it that. Um, I just enjoy listening to and can listen to sort of over and over again and not get sick of them. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I would agree. Um, I have a bone to pick with with one song on ah, two songs on this album in particular. It's a great album to start. It has really it has really good hits. You have like Teenage Teenage Dream, Last Friday Night, uh, which I think is one of one of the better like clubby sort of like laid back songs. Uh, then you have California Girls, which became like a became a massive like summer staple. Uh, Firework, which we talked about earlier, that super power powerlifting song. Or, that powerlifting, that super like uplift, uplifting song. But then we get to like Peacock, and Peacock is essentially for me, it's the born in the USA for Katy Perry, where it's like your verses are really good, but your chorus is trash. I just like it's just it's it sucks because that's like her genre or whatever, and I know that's sort of like it's kind of an ode of like trying to go back to like that creepy sort of like because Katy Perry could definitely pull off that like kind of creepy but she has just enough charm and she's like she's so she's so sweet enough where it doesn't really come off as creepy um but yeah i peacock is one i just almost instantly skip um the one problem i guess the two problems that i have still in terms of this album are i wouldn't necessarily say songs in particular but just the way that song choices were made um whenever i was giving this album a re-listen i had re-listened to the complete confection um which is the entire album plus there's a couple extra extra bonus tracks um and in particular um the one that got away um I had listened to, I had heard the acoustic version first whenever I, when this album first came out and I'm like, Oh, this is really cool. Then I saw the intended like bubblegum pop version or I've listened to it. Sorry for the first time. And I'm like, no, this is not, this is not good. If you take I, my personal opinion is that if you take out that disco, that like that, the, the way the song was originally put on the album. Um, and then you just put in that acoustic version. I think this album goes from like, middle of the road to really damn good um i would say the exact same thing with et they don't have the kanye west version on here um and without that kanye west um adding into the intro and the bridge it's really empty um and it, it it sort of shows but i'm curious to hear your thoughts on my problems um yeah i mean um i'm not gonna lie um I, I just really enjoy Peacock. It's, for me, it's a catchy song. But um, of course, of course, yeah. But, I mean, favorite song I've ever had was like, yeah, I just enjoy. But I mean, I, I but I, 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 but I fear of on some points is um like one I do listen to the most is the complete confection version of this album. Yeah. Um, I'm. It's also one of those ones that I'm not a big fan of Kanye West. Um, I'm glad they didn't put that. I did, I'm really? Glad put, I'm glad they didn't put the Kanye West version on on the original album. Like I'll listen to it. Like yeah. I mean, it's just like last Friday night. They've got the miss um, one with Missy Elliott in the complete confection, which is awful. Uh, 
It's, yes. it's 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 not good. It sucks. It's weird because it's 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 the it's the exact opposite with um with the one that got away. I prefer like the acoustic version, or, or I guess it would be the remix. And then you go to TJF TGIF remix, and I'm like, this is fucking dog shit. Let's go back to the original version with Kenny G. Yeah, then I mean that I mean I I'm glad they did that's just another one. I'm glad they didn't use initially. Um, it's as well as well like I'm glad that they put them on the complete confection so I could see different versions of that song and what they could have been. But yeah, I mean absolutely. I I mean it's one of those ones like I like E. T. as it is on the original album. I don't think the Kanye West part really adds anything too much. I just think that they still like it's almost like the radio edit of ET, where it's like they have that section blocked off for where Kanye's going to do his rap, and then it just sort of it's sort of like empty as his backing noise. It's like mm. throw in a solo or have like Katie do something or even have somebody else because I, there, I know there are some songs that are that have like multiple multiple featuring like remixes remixes or whatever. I think that I think that would be cool. Um, but yeah, overall it's like. Not the worst album I've, I've ever heard. It's it has some really good tunes, um, but uh, yeah, like Peacock and like and like I said, DT really needs Kanye in my opinion. But overall, it's 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 not bad. Um, let's move on into question number five. Uh, who was your favorite act from childhood? Um, yeah, from childhood, there's a lot of ways I w- wanted to go with this, but ultimately, I went with um, just one that. Um, I've I listened to probably the most and actually own the albums. Um, is in sync. Um, this is one that, um, as, as a kid, um, it's just one of those bands that get in your um, head so much that you start enjoying them. And as a kid, you really don't know better all the time. All the, all the time, and um, look, going back to NCs, like there's some songs I can still listen to and think, oh yeah, they're, they're good, but there's some songs I really can't listen to any more of theirs just because I was like, why did I like their songs? Ooh. Damn it. That sucks, because NSYNC is, is still great. Um, on my sixth birthday, I got two albums. Uh, Britney Spears, Maybe One More Time, and, uh, and NSYNC's No Strings Attached. Uh, and then I got Celebrity, and uh, NSYNC fucking slaps. Uh, they're still great. Like I still have that like that nostalgia for them, um, and that sort of carried over with 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 Justin Timberlake. Um, not as not as much. I followed him a lot in, in the beginning of his solo career, um, and then when he sort of, when he went into acting, um, like I didn't really listen to the twenty twenty ex- experience album. Um, but yeah, uh, NSYNC are definitely within that mix of talk with some of the greatest boy bands ever you have like your backstreet boys i know my wife i know my wife um particularly would defend uh new kids on the block um but yeah you have like like it's gonna it's gonna be me uh bye 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 um oh my god uh no strings attached itself is a really good one uh i like space cowboy as well i know that one isn't isn't really a, a, a big single from theirs um but it is really good um and then you have like there's like their softer stuff like boyfriend or sorry girlfriend and uh and gone which is a ballad off of uh, off of celebrity um but yeah yeah i mean um like the thought um i, I mean i just do like listening to them um i'm not gonna lie like so it's just one of those ones like listen to some some songs like it's a strange song now that I mean pop is one that I always 
um, listened to a lot when I was a kid. Now I listen to it, like, why did I actually like the song? It's really doesn't have a lot to it anymore. It's <laughs> but, it's so um, it's so weird because I would put Katy Perry and NSYNC in like this in like the same in like the same vein in the same like genre, I guess I guess of like pop and bubblegum pop. But then, like you have like someone like you, and then it's like you know, like Katy Perry's like one of your favorite favorite ever. But then it's like NSYNC. It's like yeah, you know what? It's not for me anymore. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those ones like. Who knows? Like maybe ten, uh, ten or so on. I'm. I do. We'll start feeling the same about Katy Perry as well. It's like it's one of those ones. Like you don't know. But I mean, um, she's still putting out music, so she, um, she's always going to have something different out up in sync. Unless they do a reunion album, then no, they're not. Well, they 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 do that reunion performance. Um must be probably three four years ago now um yeah i think but uh but yeah i don't see every ever see them doing like a new kids in the block style return um especially now with how successful justin Timberlake is um but let's move on to question number six uh what is a song that makes you happy um one that makes me happy is mr blue sky by el el uh elo which i think is electric light orchestra but um correct but um, this is a song which um, I got introduced because of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. And I never heard I, I never heard it before then, but it's just one that ever since then, every time I hear it, I just immediately see Baby Groot just dancing for a battlefield, and it's just one that always makes me happiest. Like, um, especially back in the in the showdown when Hector Navarro used it as his entrance and did the same dance. Just it's just one you yeah. can't help but smile. At. And also, the tune is actually just light and fluffy. Absolutely. Um, I first heard the song. Uh, would have been during my internship. Uh, there was a good like month span where in the kitchen we had just listened to like Yellow and Eric Clapton and Bob Dylan and like Joni Mitchell and a lot of like seventies, like late sixties sort of sort of sort of acts. Um, so whenever I heard this, I got to Volume Two. I'm like, cool. This is fucking. This is fucking awesome. Because Jeff Lynne is Jeff Lynne is great, and like just that band in particular. I mean, like Jeff Lynne will go on to, to be part of Traveling Wilburys. Um, but this song, this song in, in, in particular, is 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 really is really cool. Um, and just that they get. I think they capture their overall tone and other overall theme of like this sort of space bound sort of sort of music especially where especially how they transition from um from the chorus to to the verse where they have like that a phaser sort of sort of effect um i really do like that outro at, at the end um where it changes where it changes key and it kind of uh pick up pace a little bit that's sort of like the version it's like the outro version of layla but it's a lot better um, but yeah, uh, I I love I love love, love, love the song the bits, and I do agree that it is arranged very nicely. Yeah, it's just it's, it's definitely one that I just can't help smiling at every time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. All right, um, let's move on then to question number seven. Uh, what is a song that makes you sad? Um, a song that makes you sad is "To Love Somebody" by the Bee Gees. Um, and it's not so much that this is a sad song, but I mean, it still is really. But um, this is one that um, it may say because it's one of the songs that um, I sung for one of my exes at karaoke one night, and it, um, and then it didn't go well shortly after that, and then 
every time I hear the song, it's just one of those ones that I can't help but think of what could have been and just like that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, to sort of echo off of your statements there, um, my, I've had a couple of relationships in the past where like, I have songs attached to them. Um, a couple of them in particular are... Um, it's a Lady Antebellum song. Uh, Kiss Goodnight, I think, is, is one of them. And then uh, actually Safe and Sound uh, from the Hunger Games soundtrack with Taylor Swift featuring the Civil Wars. I just can't listen to them because I attached them to uh, to previous relationships. But yeah, um, when I listened to, when I listened to the song, I was perplexed because it doesn't really sound like BGs. Um, it's very uh, it's almost has like a Beatles esque sort of sound in terms of like the like the um, Sgt. Pepper's Stony Hearts Club Band, like that sort of like the sound that, that sort of defined the decade. And then I, when I did a, did a little research, I'm like, okay, this is actually off of their first album, which came out in the late '60s. Um, so it so it makes sort makes sense to have that like mystical, I guess would say would say sort of sort of vibe. Um, it just it's not like especially like how you would go um, later on in the Bee Gees career, you had to have like Stayin' Alive, and then. Um, they would have other like even some of their ballads are have like that sort of like upbeat sort of vibe to them um but yeah i think i think, I think this is a good one and i think it's an album in particular that people should check out especially if they want to explore like essentially like the early disco yeah um definitely because i think bgs is one of those ones like um Everyone goes, I oh, have only been Saturday Night Fever, stuff like that, and just from that part, no one ever knows how long they've actually been there, because I know when I first heard that they were around a lot earlier than Saturday Night Fever, uh, I didn't know that myself, but until I actually started sort of diving into them and just looking them up. Kings of Leon had a uh, actually had a very similar route in terms of like in terms of their popularity because whenever they got like like Sex on Fire and uh, Someone Like You, um, that was off of their I believe their fifth or their sixth album even. Um, they had I, they had like you go back to like their first couple albums and they sound entirely different. They would sound almost like The Strokes or like essentially like indie rock at its core. Um, but it's cool to see bands really hit their stride later on in, in their career. Um, yeah. But BGs, I think, are a really good example of that. Um, let's move on then to question number eight. Uh, what is your favorite song to perform? Um, my favorite song to perform is Pinball Wizard um, from The Who. Um, this is one that um, every time... Um, it's one of my go-to karaoke songs. It's just one that um, every time I... When I first did it, um, people said, "Oh, you wouldn't be able to do that. That looks a bit hard for you." It was like, uh, then after I just like, um, they said, it was "Like, I was wrong. You actually did really good." But um, it's one that I love singing, and ever since um, I first um, watched the musical Tommy um, and just heard the song for the first time, it's okay. It just stuck in my head. Um, and it was one of those ones like, I always thought it was an Elton John original song before, <laughs> because of that. But then, then yeah. I realised that it was actually written by the Who. Because, um, I know when I first did a karaoke, they put the Who version. I was like, this is a little bit different. But 
Yeah, yeah. In terms of like, in terms of vocal, in, in terms of like karaoke and performing, the who the who version would be much easier because I know that Elton John version he does um, he does extend his range quite quite a bit. Um, it's funny you mention that because I used to hate uh, the Elton John version of Pinball Wizard, uh, but I've kind of grown on it. Um, the more times I watch Rocket Man, uh, the more times I seem uh, I see I seem to like it. Um, but yeah, I would say this is I'd say this in terms of the Who's catalog probably probably their best song. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised you didn't pick the Who as your favorite band. Um, but I imagine that this would be a fun one to play. I don't really do a whole lot of karaoke anymore, um, but I feel like this would be a really good one with 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 a crowd, and especially when you get to that like. Um, that like pre-chorus part, like the pinball wizard, he has to be a three, a pin, and then he has everybody sort of like just like a like almost like a gang vocal. Um, but I guess sort of sort of a follow-up question to, to kind of go off of this: um, Why not the Who for your, for your favorite band? Um, I mean, it's one of those ones like um, because I was I was going back and forth between the Who and the Beatles. Um, really, like the ultimate is like I love the. Um, the Beatles just a little bit more like more of their songs. Um, I I do love the Who. I think it's they're probably if I would say who's your second favorite, the Who would probably be there up up there. But um, it's just one of those ones. Like I love both the ba- both these bands. Um, I but I like the Beatles just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on then to question number nine. Uh, what is your favorite instrument? My favorite instrument is um, is the guitar. Um, this is just like it's one of those ones that I don't have a lot of reasons for this, but it's just it's the sound that it makes. It's just it can be soulful and just that nice to listen to, as opposed to something with that's a horn like a saxophone or trumpet and stuff like that okay do you find that you lean more towards like the acoustic aspect or like the electric or like who are some like your favorite guitar like who are who are your favorite guitarists um i mean acoustic guitars um is always fun to listen to um as for favorite guitarist um even though though i think they're more electric but I've, I've, i always love this um, slash um, hearing his um, guitar solos. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would I would say that slash is more is more in terms of like the classic rock um, in or like like classic rock sort of like like hair, hair metal um, sort of like that hybrid of of the tradition, especially like especially of that era. Um, but but yeah, in terms of like electric guitars, I always go to like. Like Eric Clapton and like Jimi Hendrix and Eddie Van Eddie Van Halen and and people and people uh, people along those lines. I do agree that acoustic guitar has sort of this nice like it can almost be like soothing and like really any and like really any instrument can sort of have that have that effect. Um, in terms of that aspect, I would say that like marimba is a really good example, which is sort of which is like an xylophone, but it was made from like certain blocks of wood, um, and that is a very soft and almost like a wet sound, similar to like a similar to like a steel drum, but a little more subtle. Um, so I recommend if anybody like who listens to like acoustic out acoustic like playlist for the for if you ever try to like sleep or like meditate and like I know in particular like for myself. Um, this quarantine break has been a, has been a great um, time for me to like just listen to more music and really just and just sort of like 
focus in on it. There's a lot of times where I'm just sort of like sitting out on the deck and just like watching the sunrise or watching the clouds and just sort of listening to music and really taking it all in. Um, but yeah, and I think I think uh, sort of to circle back into the original question, uh, guitar um, can be great in terms of just relaxation. Um, but I, I guess I guess a sort of follow up question to give back to you, Malcolm. Um, what would you say has been like for in terms of like music wise quarantine? Um, has there ever been anything like anything that you've sort of explored? I guess. Um. I, I wouldn't say there um, has been a lot. I think I did ha um, did listen to a lot of um, early Stevie Wonder um, um, just because um, I it's one of those ones I hadn't listened to a lot of them and um, if it won the rank and poll I would have had to talk yeah. more about them but like, other than that I haven't really explored a lot of um, new music just listened to some of the um, stuff I like. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move on then to uh, question number 10. Uh, what artist is your guilty pleasure? Um, my guilty pleasure is um, the Glee cast. Just, um, I really love um, their covers of songs. Um, I know how the community feels about Glee in general. Um, I know there's a mix of people that really like them, um, judging Bob, you can, um, when you did Cameron Holzman um, earlier, but um, it's just I, I, I mean, I really love their covers. Um, even though they they don't always compare to the original. Um, like I do, I they, I think their covers are great. The way they arrange them and work for the context of the show as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mentioned this on the show before, but I uh, I, I I watch Glee for the first three and a half seasons, I think, three or three and a half, and then I sort of started stop watching. I think the last major thing to happen was there was a car crash um, that involved either Veronica, one of the cheerleaders. Quinn. Uh, Quinn, yeah. Um, yeah, that was the last major thing to, to happen that I remember watching. Um, but I have to critically, in terms of like, branching off in terms of ter terms music wise like the Fleetwood Mac episode really got me into um the Rubers album and Fleetwood Mac in, in general and then it sort of really helped me to get back in, into the musical scene like whenever they did the uh Rocky Horror Picture Show episode um and yeah I do agree I think I think they def I think it's definitely because I think Pitch Perfect was first in terms of like the acapella sort of craze um and I think these guys really sort of rode the lightning for, for the flash in the pan that really is acapella. It's not. It's not near as popular as it was in the earlier part part, part of the decade. Um, but I do. I, I I do agree with you where they give Glee a little bit more of a tougher time than they probably should. Because um, they do have some. They do have some really, really good covers, and they do. They do have interesting takes on, uh, on on some songs what would you say are some of your like some of your favorite glee songs um some of my favorite glee songs um i i enjoy the um don't stop believing um like the original version that they did um um i like the take on pimbleworth and bohemian rhapsody yeah um, i also like the original songs loser Loser like me as well. Um, it's just 
they've got a few songs I, I, I do love. So yeah. All right. Um, let's move on then to question number eleven. Uh, what artist or act do you think is overrated? Um. Yeah, this is going to get me a lot of hate. I know, but um. I think Blink 182 is overrated. Um, I know I see this in the comments of um, of something. Uh, I think it was maybe a miscellaneous or something. It was something that Doug was on and took offense to anyway. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, um, this is one of those bands that um, I've listened to a few times. Like, but I think I don't think the songs are as good as. What I, I think everyone worships the ultra blink one eight two, and I think the like they but they say their songs are the greatest thing of all time. I don't. I think their songs are fine, um, but they just get praised. Um, and uh, it's probably one or two songs I think are fine. The rest I just really don't like, and actively try to forget they ever exist at times. Yeah. Um. I understand why you think that that, 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 they're, that they're overrated. Um, personally, I disagree with you. I think they're one of the greatest pop, one of the greatest pop, pop one of the greatest punk bands ever. Um, but I think a problem that uh, that I mentioned before, and I think the genre has in particular, is that sometimes a lot of the bands can sound the same um, and they have a very similar sound. And really, the only differential, the really the only, the only difference that you, that you get is in like the vocalists, or maybe it's like the guitar has a different tone. Um, but I, I understand where it sort of can, can just get mixed in with the um, with, with, with the rest of them. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised though. Like, like, what songs in particular um, that are you just like, nope, these aren't for me. Um, I mean, for me, the the two that um, is probably what's my age again, and um, and all the small things. Those two, I think, just get played so many times on the radio that it was so easy for me to get sick of them because I'd hear them so often. Um yeah, I could I, I could see that. They were definitely overplayed in like the mid to mid to early two thousands, especially whenever that boom was really happening with bands like, you know, like 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 Fall Out Boys, your AFIs, your killers, uh Marianas Trench would come a little bit later. Um but that very uh, like Green Day would be would would be another great example. I think um, I think them in particular have sort of differentiated differentiated their sound, but I think Blink One Eighty Two in, in particular it took their breakup to really change change things up and really and like that eight year hiatus. Um, I think I I think from I think I think in particular um, Tom DeLonge and Mark Hoppus probably wanted to do different things, and then. Um, Mark, and then they got a new guitarist, and then um, Tom went on to do Angels and Airwaves and uh, Alkaline Trio. Um, but let's move on to question number twelve. Uh, what's your favorite concert that you've been to? Yeah, my favorite concert. Um, this was actually relatively hard because I haven't been. I actually haven't been to a lot of concerts, but um, one of the first major concerts I actually went to was actually last year, and I've been to Ed Sheeran. Um, and it was just one of my favorite concerts because it was one of my first time I was actually ever at a concert setting. It's, um, a lot of times there's concerts I wanted to go to, but they just don't always go to my city. Um, and yeah. I just never had the money. But um, but ever since we've had a new stadium, um, Ed Sheeran chose to bring his concert um, to us and 
it kind of started um, the trend of a lot of popular artists um, actually choosing to play down here now, because we all had Kendrick Lamar at some also that year as well. Um, but Ed Sheeran's my my favorite because um, just working there and getting to hear the songs um, three nights um, was fun. But um, actually being in the concert on one of the nights too, because um, one of my friends um, gave bought me a ticket to go. Um, because I was talking about how I, I returned the money to go because at the time I I didn't have the money and just like, oh, yeah, I'll buy you one. Um, you don't have to pay, pay me back. Like, I don't mind just giving you, buying you a ticket. It's like, sweet. Um, so and I really enjoyed his, and it was just one of those ones that um, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um... I guess the follow question that I have for you then was there any like opening acts that that, that, that had that had followed? Was it like was it outside? Was it in, in was it in like in, in an arena? Um, I think I mentioned this before, but like one of my favorite aspects of this question is really um like getting the, getting a setting of and like really getting like a you know what I mean like a overall experience. I guess. Yeah. So um like it, it was in an arena, but our arena um. Um, we can open up the roof and um, have it outside. Yes. Um, with like, it's one of those outside indoor arenas, one of those ones that can double as both. But um, um, and there was a couple of opening acts. Um, there were people I weren't familiar with then. It was just a couple of um, carry um, acts, but um, but they were really good and. Um, I've listened to them a few times as well. Um, yeah. One of them was Mitch James. I can't remember who the other one was. All right. Oh, that, uh, I've six sixty was the other one that actually was there. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, um, I've I've heard nothing but good things um, in terms of Ed Sheeran live. Um, he seems to put on a really good show, and I think that he would really do well. I talked about I talked about it before how some bands would really do well better in like in like a in like a bar setting or like a five hundred people max crowd, but I feel like Ed Sheeran really just just has that like mass pop mass pop um, appeal to him where it's like he's really good to play in an arena filled with like ten thousand people, um, and that he would just be able to rock the house. Um, but yeah, let's move on then to uh, question number thirteen. Uh, what is your favorite soundtrack? Um. My favorite soundtrack, and this is tough because I kind of was tossing up between the two, but initially I went with the first Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Um, I know you may you'll disagree with me on this one, but um, I I, but I think the first one has um has a lot of great songs on this, like Hooked on a Feeling, Moonish Daydream, um, Come and Get Your Love, All Child. I just think it it's a great soundtrack, and it's. One that I I've listened to probably so many times. Yeah, um, I've mentioned on the show before that I am not I'm not I'm not, I'm not attracted to this album like the rest of you like the rest of the community is in terms of like its super nostalgia value and how essentially they people argue that that the music is a character in a movie, um, and it's sort of and how that nostalgia trip is essentially just like. Well, you know, it's songs that our parents listen to, and you know, it's it's it, it's great. Uh, but I don't really think that he takes a lot of risks. 
Um, but yeah, um, I think it's I think it's to the point now where you get like come and get your love and hook on your feeling are now sort of attached to Guardians of the Galaxy that they're really sort of um, really sort of their songs. Um, I always go to the second album because I find the second album in particular has more of like a folk rocky folk rocky um, out sound, and it has more uh, of a selection from uh, like that genre and like artists that I really I really listen to um, more so um, grow, growing up. Um, but yeah, it's a really really interesting collection of of, of songs. Um, I'll be curious to how they how they go with. Um, with Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, but I think that this is really a kickstart because you had seen other um, other soundtracks do this before, with like Thirty Going on Thirty and like Basic Basic Confused, really these compilation compilation tracks. Um, and you would, I think, with this, you sort of saw this saw this uh, kickback of like. 90s compilation, I guess, and like 2000s compilation, where it's where like 90s and like early early 2000s are now the are now nostalgia. Whereas like whenever you and I grew up, like 80s was like everything to my parents, like especially to, like, to my parents, like Saturday, like Saturday mornings, um, getting up and going to town, it was always listening to 80s and 80s, uh, because that was their time to sort of go back to go back and like relive the old days. Um, and I think that's what happens to a lot of people uh, whenever they listen to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but let's listen in to question number 14. Uh, what is a local or indie act that you would like for people to listen to? Um, this one was pretty easy for me because um, it's it's easily crowded house. Um, and this is one that um, I know... Talking to people in this community, maybe you realise how little people actually, actually, actually know of um of this band. But, um, as I know, don't dream it's over is one that everyone, most people do know because that's the only one that really kind of made its way um over and overseas um quite regularly. But um, but Crowded House is just one of those. Bands that I think a lot of people will enjoy if they give it a chance. Yeah, um, I so when you had first mentioned this band, probably last year or the or the year before, I didn't know what you were talking, didn't know who, who you're talking about. Um, but then I had went through my dad's songbook, um, and uh, I, I actually realized that uh, the Crowded House did one of the songs that we play a lot, uh, "Better Be Home Soon." Um, and I, and I think that's, I think that really captures the affective music that I really enjoy, like the very like harmonious stuff. Um, and it's just very, very full sounding. Um, but I believe the song that people most go to a crowded house is, uh, don't dream it's over or, uh, that's yeah, the name yeah. of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I listened, yeah, I listened to them a little more and these guys have a really, have a really good, really good sound. If you're into like. 90s sort of like Hootie and the Blowfish or like later on like 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 the Talking Heads. Um, I think you would I think you would really really enjoy them. Um, I was I was there's nothing really that I don't really uh, uh, let down about I guess. Um, but yeah, the Crowd House is is, uh, is 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 pretty good, um, and I recommend everybody go check them out. Um, let's move on now to our final question of the show. Uh, what is your favorite one-hit wonder? 
Um, my favorite one hit wonder is um, "Take on Me" by Our Heart. It's just one of those songs from the eighties which um, had stuck me a lot. Was um, it's one that I really enjoyed the first time I really heard it, and it's just one that I've even sung it at karaoke. It's another one that I've go to for karaoke, and it's just one that um, I really wish this band had done more uh, because. Um, but yeah, yeah. You sing the song at karaoke. Yeah. What do you do for the high parts? Um, I I, I do them as best as I can. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. Uh. I think. I know Caleb and I have argued about this song. Uh. A lot of people think of this is sort of like the the defining song of the eighties. Um. And definitely one of the um. Definitely one of one of one of the be- one of the best riffs, um, and I can understand why people like why people love it, love it and adore it. I I love it to I love it to an extent, but it's not like the like like the be all end all in terms of uh, in terms of the eighties. I think it also hurts that this song got turned into a meme, um, and there's been a lot of like remix remixes on it. Like there's been like ones with like SpongeBob SquarePants and like that crab meme and like Fortnite. Um, and it's really lost its value and similar to like how songs get overplayed on the radio. This one really just kind of kind of gets mismatched and um, it's sort of like uh like milking a cow dry. Um, similar to what they do with Star Wars. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, take on me a Star Wars. Uh, but that is going to wrap up another episode of Jam Session. Uh, this is another shorter episode. Uh, I do want to thank Malcolm for coming on. Uh, Malcolm, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me over on Take Free hosting Late Night Take Free in Rankham. You can also find me hosting Full Metal Classic and Full Metal Random over on the Full Metal Media channel and I'm competing all over the fan leagues. Yeah. Uh... So that is going to wrap up another episode of Jam Session. Uh, once again, thank you, Malcolm, for coming on. Um, I am your host, the big Canadian boss man, Brooklyn Vale. Be sure to check out all the other shows on the Multiplex Entertainment Podcast Network, uh, the the Beanbag Boys uh, replays of Nerdgasm. Or that's, that's not, it won't be Nerdgasm anymore. It'll be um, – uh, I forget what the actual – Fan zone? Fan, uh, yeah, sure, fan, fan, fan zone. I'm sure I'll, I'll get berated for it, but it's 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 it's, it's the new it's the new debate. Uh, it essentially combines movie war zone and fandom in, in, into debate. Uh, but you have that, and then movie war zone and fandom fights and your less sucks and TV and miscellaneous. And I think that's it. Multiplex loves movies. Um, they're watching longs. Be sure to check them out. Uh, but cheers, guys. And as always, drive safely.